Welcome to The Culture Creator, where we vibe out about the happenings in hip-hop culture and how it affects the Black community. I'm your host, Ty Marie. Thanks for tuning in. podcast is because I am very interested in how black culture um, is informed by hip-hop sports music and what's going on with those people involved Um, I feel like right now there's a big emphasis on reporting this information um, like gossip blogs and gossip IG sites IG being Instagram and I just feel like it's doing us a disservice by not really talking about about why these things are important, um, why it's important for us to have a a bigger conversation around it, um, why we need to get mad about certain things and be active about certain things, and why some things need to kind of not be talked about as much, why, you know, we're playing into certain stereotypes when we're reporting about certain things about gossip um, in our community. So I really wanted to make sure that we had a more responsible way of doing that, Um, uh, more of a platform for people to kind of just speak when they really don't have a voice because they, you know, they don't have the connections um, to get on radio. They don't have the connections to, um, you know, have baller or have their opinion or, you know, have their platform or opinion be heard. So for me, this is what this is about. Um, I talk to my boyfriend about this, you know, stuff all the time. And (laughs) I can tell he definitely was encouraging me to have a different platform more people to talk to because I'm, you know, I'm pretty passionate about uh, certain topics, you know, the issue with people having, um, issues with Blackish, the TV show, and how, you know, they are so offended by the title. And I think it's ridiculous. And I think we need to talk about those things or we're never going to be able to overcome them. So, you know, every so often I want to talk about, you know, these issues. I want to have honest, open conversations. And I'm okay with being wrong. So definitely, you know, I encourage people to let me know. What are your thoughts? If you want to come and talk, let's talk. I'd really, really would love to have, you know, conversations with other people from other thoughts um, or schools of thought. You know, I do not proclaim to be the expert in this topic. However, I really do feel like we need to talk. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking about representation in the media, representation in sports, and this whole sports culture, which is a really big thing right now when you want to talk about social and political issues in the black community. So that's what we're going to do. You know, expect 30 to an hour of your time. I hope I can, you know, my voice can soothe you during maybe some traffic or, uh, you know, you're just tuning in. Um, Also, if you have ideas about topics, you have questions, let me know. We'll definitely talk about them. You know, nothing is taboo here. I really want to make a safe space for people to really feel comfortable, you know, speaking their mind and having their opinions heard. So, you know, let me know. I'm listening. So, like I mentioned earlier, one of the things I'm super interested in in this is this uh, discussion around the show Blackish, mainly around the title and the fact that it's a show about all black people. Um, while I think it's an amazing show, it shows very successful African American uh, parents who are taking care of uh, four and I think a fifth child on the way, um, and you know they're just talking about things that we go through. Um, 
what it's like in the workplace. There was a great episode about how it felt to be, you know, black going back to work the day after Trump was elected. Um, it hits on very interesting political issues, social issues that we as African Americans face. Um, what it's like when, you know, you're a black man and you bring a white girlfriend home. These are issues that, you know, I don't personally see a lot of movies or TV shows talking about these issues. And the only time I ever do see things about, you know, black families are all negative, false representations, usually by mainstream media, which I mean, there's not enough black people sitting in the room when these things are being created to even have some type of factual information. So I look at a show like Blackish and I look at all of the outrage on just the title. Um, but I'm like, if you look at all TV shows, you got whitish, you know? One of my favorite TV shows for sure is Friends. But I think one of the only black people I've ever seen on Friends is Aisha Taylor. And she was, you know, a great scientist dating Joey, then dating Ross. Uh, you know, make your own opinions about how she was portrayed. Um, however, my issue is... I know a lot of TV shows that are all white casts that are great TV shows, but they're all white casts. So having a show called Blackish is not anti-whitish, um, and being pro-black is not anti-white. Now, I'm not going to pretend to speak for everyone um, when I say that, because I know there are some African Americans who probably do feel some type of way and are a little anti-white, but I'm not condoning that, but that doesn't mean a TV show called Blackish is discriminatory. You know, why is it that if there's something that's dedicated to us, it's a problem? You know, I see this when people um, not of color ask me questions about BET and my feelings on BET. First off, why do you feel like asking me a question about BET is appropriate in the first place is a whole nother topic. But, you know, I do get questions about that usually in the workplace, like why I would watch BET because if there was, a, you know, a WET, that that would be, you know, extraordinarily racist. And yeah, it would be. Because if you understand what racism means, you understand that it's systematic oppression. I'm, I'm you know, I'm sure I'm going to ruffle a couple feathers here, but I do not believe that reverse racism is a thing. Um, for me, the fact that it's such a problem when there's something that's just for black people, and it's not just for black people, it's not like you have to type in a black code when you, you know, turn the channel on, but it's dedicated to giving us an opportunity, you know, to have representation. Why is that a problem? I don't understand. Why is it that we're only accepted when we play the, you know, stereotypical female black best friend role in movies? You know, we're never the 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 star of the show with a white best friend that just doesn't happen um i don't know too many movies that and off the top of my head i don't know any movie so i'd be you know love to be challenged there that really does that and you know it focuses on blacks first with you know whites in the background if it's not a tyler perry movie um and trust me i'm not the biggest fan of tyler perry movies but hey representation at its as its finest so for me that's what it comes down to be okay with the fact that we're we're focusing on ourselves and representation for our children for the fact that you know our kids don't have too much to look up to in terms of the things that they're ex, you know exposed to at such a young age their toys are even more you know focused towards people of not color um i look at barbie you know barbie is making strides but you know 
it, it's I played with Barbies and I'm 24 so the fact that it's now happening when I was younger I didn't have a Barbie that looked like me um, that was something I really struggled with black Barbies didn't look like me white Barbies didn't look like me Mexican Barbies as close as it got and I'm not Mexican so it it definitely was you know it was difficult trying to identify and figure out who you are and you don't have really any examples and you know there's such an issue with hyper masculinity and putting down women that when you have a show like Blackish that is showing two successful parents equal um, making their own money present in their children's life I think it more so threatens the picture that you know I'm not gonna say all white people but you know the mass media um, and people who control what we see on TV they rather push a certain stereotype and we have to do everything we can to push against that um, I'm not saying that you know everything has to be all black all the time but the fact that there's so much that we are not ever a part of is a problem you know equality and equity are two different things and I think we really need to unpack what that means sometimes something else we're going to talk about a little bit later um in the podcast episodes is going to be um you know how women are portrayed in hip-hop culture um and I'm not going to blame that on you know white people um yes other races have other contributions that they make to the negative and positive representation of african-american women um and i think of you know i really do think of the stripper culture i think of the video vixen culture as something that's evolving into something that it wasn't um say 10 years ago in the game 15 years ago in the game but at the same time there's this furthering belittling of black women um in comparison to white women and hispanic women and you know white feminism um is a big topic that i do want to cover as well uh, later down the line uh just to, got, to give you guys a heads up definitely come with questions and concerns there because that's something i'm really passionate about right now especially coming out of the election we just had um you know knowing that we had one of the biggest protests um or marches for women that to me is so powerful but I think it's so interesting that to juxtapose that there's been little to no um outrage from white women on the you know the the just I mean even thinking about the enormous number of black women and um Hispanic women that are missing um in America the fact that where's the march for that um you know, I saw a really passionate um, sign at one of the pictures out of the March for Women, um, and it said, white women, are you going to be here when we need you? And it was a white era, a black woman who had the sign, and I'm paraphrasing uh, that sign for sure, but pretty much she was alluding to the fact that white women are coming out because they're affected, but when it's black women that are affected, they're a little silent. Um, statistically, you can say that's why Trump won. Um, black women, we came out for Obama, you know, and white women didn't necessarily come out for Hillary. And I think it goes back to the first wave of feminism where, you know, we have white women really trying to fight for the right to vote, fight for the right to, you know, work and do all of these other things. But women of color weren't considered in those conversations, you know. 
and I think that we we kind of accept it um I always say that black women are the most hated and unprotected of all people um especially in America I can really only speak to America that's from where I'm from um but I think it it definitely can be applicable to other countries but I'm gonna stick with America right now and I'm gonna say that and being a a lesbian black woman is probably the hardest um you have all of the you know not hegemonic ideals put on you there and I think that's why there's so much hatred in hatred in this world you know the black community has so much to deal with that we don't we don't want to look weak so we don't talk about mental illness you know and that doesn't help us and so I just feel like we're taught to not talk about these things and to you know just accept them or you know look at the flashy things and not really think about okay well why what's where's the why in all these things um and I say all these things I know I'm being pretty general but when I mean all these what I mean by all these things is you know when I look at baller alert I look at shade room some of my favorite sites tea tenders it's just a lot of reporting and kind of feeding into the the inaccuracies of the information um the stereotypes that come with reading that you know sometimes I shudder when I talk about certain things that are going on in black culture around my white co-workers and it's not that I'm ashamed it's just because of the way you know things are reported nowadays if they see one of those posts they're gonna have uh, an opinion about it that's not necessarily accurate um, because of the way that we talk about certain things in our community um, and it to me I feel like we have so much to overcome right now we can't afford for that type of behavior we can't afford for and I'm I know this is a little bit of a stretch but I we can't afford the little yachties of the world you know we we really have to focus on what's gonna really what's true to hip-hop and it's not just you know mute like what like okay you have to look a certain way to be a hip-hop artist I'm not saying that I'm saying like you have a responsibility and I feel like certain artists don't take that don't take that as seriously um and because of that they have people looking up to them and emulating those behaviors um Atlanta a great show that Childish Gambino um came out with and in love with the show Danny Glover um all there for you big time supporter and one of my favorite episodes or part of an episode actually was when his friend um spacing on his name but his rapper friend that he's kind of managing he uh is passing this neighborhood or passing this house um, a house in his neighborhood and this little kid is talking about how he wants to be like him um and how you know I think he was talking to a little girl in a really vulgar way and they were like six or seven like seven or eight um years old and he stopped and when he heard you know a parent say something about it and you know he didn't he didn't like what he was seeing but he realized that they were emulating him i think as hip-hop stars sometimes we forget that um and we forget that people are looking at us and people are listening to us and it's not just about the glitz and the glam they're they're actually listening to what you're saying uh now if they can understand you which is a whole another problem that we're having currently in the rap game but I digress there but I really think it's important to think about your responsibility as somebody with a platform um 
and we all have access to different platforms but we all know that we can't all not all of us can be rappers not all of us can be singers so the ones that are yes they have certain perks in life they have the money that you know us middle class people don't have but that also comes with a responsibility with great power comes responsibility i pretty sure i paraphrased that spider-man quote as well so don't uh don't call me there but you know i think it's really important to 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 think about that as an artist if i had money am i gonna spend it all on cars and chains or am i going to give back to the community and you know with that comes a sense of uh being humble it also comes with sacrifice i look at colin kaepernick who spoke up um and did something that not a lot of athletes have done uh protest and now he's blackballed i don't care what anybody says about his skills Colin Kaepernick is not on an NFL team right now because he protested the national anthem um, and came out with different African-American activist type uh, things with his camps, learning about having kids learn about their rights. Um, People think he is uh, like not a patriot, anti-patriotism. And I just I think he is the most patriotic person um, on that field. Um, I think of sports culture as slave owner and slave culture. I know that really pisses people off when I've said that in the past, but it is what it is. I think we saw that with Sterling and the Clippers, and I think we see that every day. Um, I think we saw that with Tom Brady's jersey, you know? And I think we need to be more cognizant about what we're doing and how we're spending our money and how other things are monetized. So we need to look at... If we're, if, you know, viewership is monetized from the NFL or, you know, other public stations or media, then we need to stop watching. We need to stop buying into that. And, you know, some people will say, well, then we're taking money out of these athletes' pockets. I mean, that's, that's a valid argument, I'll say. But at the same time, I feel like we're taking money out of athletes' pockets, but what are they doing with this money to give back to the community? We're feeding them are they feeding it back to the community? You know, this is how all these are entrance into certain arenas, um, into football, into baseball. They were all celebrated as we're the first to do something. We were breaking color lines. And now I feel like we don't take the same responsibility or think about it in that way anymore because we just feel like that's just us. You know, I think football is such a football and basketball are such parts of black culture um, from a viewership standpoint, but also from a, you know, participation standpoint, but we don't ever think about, like, how we're actually being treated. How many black owners are there in both of those sports, but they're predominantly black athletes, you know? We got to think about that. We have to think about why education is at the last, like, the it's the last thing on an athlete's mind when they go to college you know li- uh, listening to one of the ball brothers uh, Lonzo listening to him say that you know UCLA knew the entire time and he was only going to do one year and then dip I and go to the draft I was kind of pissed to be honest with you you know being a Bruin myself go Bruins plug but you know being a Bruin myself I would never if I was an athlete I don't think I could do that I graduating was one of the most I don't know one of the most like proud proudest moments that I have but it also I think we put so much so much emphasis on like the glitz and the glam of the sports we don't think about what it does their bodies their health and what happens if they get injured 
you know like my mom would talk to my athlete friends when I was in college and talk to them about this like what do you, what's your plan and they would all say football and she's like okay but like what if that doesn't work out you know that you're you're not in control of your destiny if you're an athlete you know you're traded you're drafted I mean you're treated like a commodity and then you're asked to perform and do it again and again and yeah you're getting paid but I don't know what happens if you get injured you know what happens if you get cut and you don't get picked up again what is your fallback you know not everybody can be a sports anchor not everybody can you know just live off whatever money they've made in the the professional sports world you have to have a backup and I'm sorry being a football player and basketball player isn't going to help our community necessarily unless they're giving back so why aren't we promoting kids to be you know, giving more scholarship, less scholarships for like for athletics and more scholarships for academics, more scholarships to for people to have black businesses, um, things like that. I don't I don't know why we shy away from these topics. I feel like, you know, talking about them, you know, I've heard people say when you talk about issues dealing with race that you're being racist and I think that is the most ridiculous thing when people say, well, why are you talking about black black youth? This affects all youth. I do not agree. I think, you know, we look at things, we can look at things from a human perspective. We can look at things and understand how to treat somebody just from a human perspective. But at the same time, you have to look at things from uh, more of an intersectional perspective. Uh, Kimberly Crenshaw, who coined intersectionality, really talks about that. Um, I really recommend anyone who is able to take a Uh, feminism or gender studies class and really research intersectionality and understand that race class gender all of these things are not ever discussed on their own but they all play into each other but there are there are aspects of it that you have to look at and when I mean that like you have to look at certain things in a black perspective to understand what that really means you can't just be ignorant to the fact and just be like oh well all people face this that's not true you can't tell someone how to react to something if you don't have that same reality yourself so you know I say all that to say that we have to better educate ourselves on these things we have to seek forums if forums are not available you know or not given to us outright um, you know, if I didn't seek out having that class in uh, gender studies, no one's going to make me take that class. So if I didn't have that class, I wasn't going to learn certain things that I did and have an appreciation for certain topics that I wasn't ever exposed to without me seeking that out. Um, we, it's just the reality that we don't have the same opportunities. So we have to make those opportunities and we have to understand why they're important. We have to invest in each other. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not talking about separate, but equal, a separatist type of mindset, but I'm saying we have to be realistic and we have to find the gaps and, you know, see where they are and fill them. And I hope that this podcast does that. Um, again, I don't ever expect to be hundred percent right. I don't really, I'm not really interested in being just 100% right because what does that get me? Um, I And, you know, the reason it's called the culture creator because I want us to create culture, um, enhance and enrich our culture. And, you know, just a little explanation of why it's spelled with K's. When I was at UCLA, that's something that, you know, every time the African Student Union spelled 
Africa it was with a K and it was because of colonialism and colonization and just words that start with a C that are not to our benefit and to our detriment and are targeting you know targeting us to fail so where can we continue to have that dialogue we, we need to create our culture and stop letting people that are not a part of our culture create it um and that's kind of where the the name came from and you know i think i don't pretend to be the the creator of culture but i think you got to have a project manager in the situation. So I definitely want to be able to give a platform for people who have things to say. If, you know, you have an important topic that you really feel like needs to be heard, let me know. Um, I'm really interested in keeping this conversation going um, until, you know, I'm up and running in my own studio one day. Definitely hit me up on social media. I'm always interested in hearing people's perspectives asking questions um you know you can always reach me on uh twitter at tiny ty marie uh ty with an e and a y t y e yes please spell it right (laughs) um marie and you know hit me up dm me um you can find me on instagram as well at ty marie t y e marie Um, And let's just keep this conversation going. I'm really interested to hear your feedback. Let me know what I can do uh, to really enrich your experience here. Um, And I really look forward to keeping this conversation going. Uh, Thank you to anyone who is listening right now. This is a long time coming and I really hope you enjoy. Um, And thanks for tuning in.